Welcome to issue 73 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here, we take a good look at the most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters' unfairly labeled villains and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I'm one of your hosts, Steve, and joining me tonight is Daniel. Daniel, how are you doing? Fantastic, sir. How are you? I'm well. Great. And ah, thank you. And on location from a secret, undisclosed Hydra base is Mike. Mike, how are you? Hey, Steve. Yep, and we're over here in the Hidden Mountain Range. Spent the day hiking, looking for spots to launch our nefarious satellites. Of course, the first thing we did was set up our Wi-Fi network, so I'm able to talk villainy with you, fine fellas, tonight. So we're glad you could. Uh, you could. Beam yourself in for the show. So glad. So glad. Okay, so we've got a we've got a fun show tonight. We're gonna change up one of our segments. So in honor of Mustafa, we are gonna rename our intelligentsia segment to What's on Your Mind Tonight. I think everybody gets that reference. And that gives us a little bit of history. And this is where I read a poem for an hour? Well, no. No, this oh. is where we're going to answer questions. What's oh, on the minds okay. of the audience? Oh. I, understand. I understand. Okay, so we're not like quite replacing. I, I, I understand now. Okay. Yes. Well, we could never Got replace it. him. We can just... No, we really couldn't. Try right. to honor him in some way. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I got a question for our listeners. What's on your mind tonight? Yeah. What What is on people's minds tonight, Steve? Well, we have one question we wanna, we're going to ask and we're going to answer. And tonight mm. it's... Uh, and this question is... Well, this question's from me, actually, because we oh. changed it up. So hopefully folks send in more questions. But I wanted to ask you guys, uh, when do you decide that you're going to just scoop the table and call the game a loss and, and start over? Great question. Mike, do you mind if I take this first? Oh, please do. So longtime viewers of Monday Night Twitch, I think we'll know, because we started with Lord of the Rings, right, Mike? Yep. Longtime viewers will know that I often frustrated you by my refusal to ever scoop until we were all dead. Um, you saw the writing on the wall, but I refused because I would say something along the lines of, but we're heroes. Remember those, <laughs> remember those good old days, Mike? Like, I remember those days. What is the heroic thing? Um, and so like, I, would, I would insist that we play it out until we're all dead. So yeah, go back five, six years, however long it's been, and you'll see that I, that was my refrain. What would heroes do? And, you know, heroes fight to the end, man. And I feel that way kind of with um, this game as well. We're not supposed to be heroes now. We're supposed to be villains. I know, we're supposed to be villains. And I think, see, here's the thing. You don't scoop very much in this game because you're not usually out of it. <laughs> so, um, with the exception of Ronan in the most recent campaign box. There I was going to scoop, but... Luckily, I was killed before I had to make that decision. Yeah, yeah, me too. So, so I would say I I die. I don't scoop. Hmm. Yeah, I also played out because I find that I might be oblivious to the fact that I'm losing until it's too late, and then it's like, well, what's one more card? Or I'm well, boom, boom, okay, now I'm dead, or I've threaded out. So, <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> so I I almost never scoop. I don't do a First turn, now I don't have a good setup I'm done with. Uh, I, I also just pretty much play this game out until it's over. I, I don't think 
the writing is on the wall as quickly as, say, Lord of the Rings, where you can right. tell you're just toast early on. Yeah. What about you, Mike? I will say that I tend to lose more often than not by the surprises. Like, oh, he ended up hitting me for six with overkill. Okay, yeah, I guess I am dead. Uh, but there are situations where I will scoop, like acceleration icons. I can't thwart. Two minions engage with me. I'm about to thwart a thread out, so I have to stay in hero mode. Things like that. It does happen, and I will scoop in those moments when it's like completely, utterly hopeless. Oh, where it's obvious that the very next villain face, he's just going to win. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think that's a... I, I might you do that, too. you never know, fellas. You never know. Yep, you, you never know. And I won't even play my hand. I'll be like, no, this is done. <laughs> I mean, just the other day, uh, if I can, you know, talk about a different game for a second. You know, we were, we were Monday Night Twitch, and we lost a hero in Lord of the Rings, like, right away. And I'm like, guys, let's just keep going. Because people were like, well, start over. I'm like, no, 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 no. And we ended up winning. Yep, yep. See, that you can do. It happens. Yeah. It happens. I'm okay with, you know, you get a bad hand at the beginning, just playing your hand. In fact, for a while there, I wasn't even mulliganing. I was just going, okay, let's let's just see what happens. Because mm. the different setup offered different challenges. It was only at the end of the game when, that I would do it. So I was going to ask, what about in a multiplayer game, if one of the other players dies? Do you make them sit there while you finish the game out six, seven turns later? Huh? No. No, it's yeah. This this particular game is kind of a different cup of noodles about that, you know, how player elimination works. So, so if another player dies, is that when you'd scoop the game? Well, it depends, you know, where you are. Oh right, yeah. like maybe we're yeah. gonna. Oh well, we could just win next turn, kind of situation. Yeah. Sorry, sorry you died, Mike, but we almost got this kind of thing. <laughs> um, yeah, is different from you know, Ronan turn one took out Thor. Oh, although that's not a that's not a long wait either. So, but if let's say you're playing Ronin and somebody dies ten rounds in, I say continue you say because you got it. You made it ten rounds. Yeah, how did right, you get ten right. rounds in? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, so I guess a long. Uh, this is a long answer, but it's. I mean, the short the short answer is uh, never. Don't scoop unless someone dies weirdly first round and they would be bored for the rest of the night. I think that's all fair. So I like, I like those you just scoop out of decency. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's it <laughs> because these villains need to get their wins right yes. scoop kind of yeah. robs them of the joy and the glory of wiping out iron man yes yes it does yeah well there you go good question good question steve so daniel what are we going to do tonight though well you guys asked me to do an origin story for for something didn't you yes yeah so i i did some research so you guys, you guys asked me to research the Milano tonight, yeah? Yeah, we are going to do the Ship Command modular set. We're going to do a little history, a little history on Milano. We'll look at the cards, okay. and uh, that's tonight's modular set. So Daniel, why, why don't you tell us? I'll take I'll take it away then, guys. Well, let me start you guys with a little pop quiz. When do you think the Milano first appeared? I I have no idea. Mike, uh, sixty eight. No, you know what? No, that's a great. It didn't. Wait, it was good? Yeah, it totally did. Well, oh, that's a good guess. You're not far off. Actually, the Milano first appeared in 1957, gentlemen. And like many things that one day achieve basically a celebrity status, began as something else and only became what it is through the accidents of atmospheric conditions. Now, you see, at first, it was simply an open-faced vessel originally named the Naples. You know, I bet you guys didn't know that, did you? 
Did not know that. No idea. Yeah. It, the, the Milano was originally named the Naples, and uh, it didn't receive its top deck until exposure to the significant heat of the American South forced its uh, creators to get, well, creative. So rather than have consumers open up this like goopy mess of a package, a second wafer was set on top, and thereby making it kind of a sandwich. So in fact, one could argue, guys, that the Milano was really born in Brussels in the Delacro factory. So you can see where that you know sleek European flair comes. You know, like the lines of the Milano. Have you guys noticed that? Like they're very sleek. It's very European. Um, I mean, you you look at those lines. It's, and did you know? And this is according to Mash.com. You probably didn't know this, guys, either. That over a million Americans have eaten at least eight packages of Milanos in the last 30 days. Now, I don't know how many Canadians that equals. Okay, but okay. I'm sure it's at least... <laughs> okay. um, what? I, I legitimately have no idea what you're talking about. Um, but the conversion you... is 1.3. Oh, what do you mean what I'm talking about? I'm talking about the Milano. I, what? Sounds like... You guys, you guys asked me to research the Milano. Uh, not the cookie. Not the cookie. There's a what? cookie named a Milano. Yes, it is a delicious cookie. Well, okay. Oh, oh, oh! I'm I'm sorry. A different Milano. Yes, a different Milano, yeah, oh, please. My God, I this. I'm sorry. This is pretty embarrassing, actually. Um, that's a lot of time I spent finding out about the Milano. All yeah, right, I had anyway. to spend all week on that. <laughs> Top deck exposure. <laughs> Top deck How many packages did he eat? Oh, God. You know, I, that was the research. Okay. <laughs> fine. Fine. But I will say that the dark chocolate version is the best. But Ooh, you were talking about the other Milano. Yes, the other one. Please. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Yes, of course. My bad. All right. So the Milano you're talking about originated actually in the Bensonhurst neighborhood of Brooklyn in 1972. Um but didn't really gain like wide public notoriety until September 1984 when she appeared in the episode entitled Briefless Encounter. Well, this is after the pilot, of course. But so the Milano, like the Milano had appeared on stage prior to this, and one could argue that her career really started with the Sundance Award winning film Old Enough. But almost immediately she was catapulted into galaxy spanning stardom. So Hold now on, wait. if I could speak candidly no, for a minute no, about you cannot. I a wrong what? again. Daniel, what? Uh, what? Are you talking about Alyssa Milano? What's the only other Milano, Steve? Now he he already spent a week researching the cookies. Did he just pull that off the top of his head? Well, I have uh, a feeling he had a uh, young teen crush on this Milano. I'm thinking so he didn't. He, he knew this ahead of time. Um, let's just say every when I, I was pretty excited to research Milano because I already knew everything about it. But uh, so what? What are you guys talking about then? Marvel Champions, the card game, living card yeah. game, fantasy flight games, uh, Marvel there's comics. Some, there's some other fl- Milano. I, sorry, I'm out of. I'm out of. So, oh wait, you're not asking me about the Ravage M class spaceship called the Milano that's used by the Guardians of the Galaxy as their primary means of interstellar travel, are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the one. Oh, oh, I don't know anything about that. Well, actually, I do know one thing about it. Do you guys know what it is? Peter Quill. You know him as Star Lord. He named it after Alyssa Milano, so I was kind of right all along. Yep. Uh, he tends <laughs> to name his ships after women, until recently when Gamora convinced him to name it after a dude, and he, they are now riding around in the Bowie. Oh, do you know what the ship they used after the Milano in the movies is called? At least in the movies. In the movies, I believe it's the Benatar. 
Correct. It is the Benatar. Yeah. As in Pat. Correct. Oh my god, this is so. We will be invincible. So, I will say, guys, that um, I uh, I don't really know much more about the Milano than that. I think you hit it pretty good. <laughs> it's it's flies through space, has a bunch of guardians in it. Appears to be a spaceship that they fly around in. <laughs> <laughs> um, of the three Milanos I researched, it is the least interesting, Great. and it's a spaceship. <laughs> So that tells you how amazing the other Milanos are. Yeah. I got to try this so, cookie. Yeah, you've never had a Milano cookie? No, I think I've never seen well, one before. It's you know like what I found a- out? That they don't really exist in Canada, oh. where Mike lives. So it's like a shortbread cookie with like a layer of dark chocolate or chocolate or whatever decide- the flavor they decide to put in with another one on the top. So it's like a sandwich cookie. Yeah. But it's long, right? It's like oblong shaped. Okay, so it's yeah. an Oreo. Yeah, no. So it's a long Oreo. No, no, it is. No, it's definitely it is not. not an Oreo. Mike. It's not an Oreo. Oh my god. Um. So, Mike, here's one thing I learned in my research. You do not have the Milano. You no. people, you people name it something different, but you have it. Oh. Now, you, Mike, may have eaten a cookie called the Monaco. Mm. So basically, Sorry. think of think of an <laughs> oval wafer. With some chocolate pressed between it, okay. okay. Um, because it's still Pepperidge Farm. I just think they market it in Canada as the Monaco. Oh, Steve just don't know why. Put Steve a picture of it in our show notes. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Well, apparently, I got to do my research. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, Pepperidge Farm. There, they they. It's the Campbell Company of Canada that makes the cookie for you, for you, Mike. Got it. Mm-hmm. Um, so go to the grocery store if you have those there. Um, and we have a Monaco. few. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, dear listener, uh, Mike is drinking a beer called the Rutting Elk. So, and I'm sorely disappointed that the picture on the can is not Rutting Elk. No, it, it was two elks fighting. Yep, and not rutting. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Steve, All that's the Milano. That's what I've got for you. You said that there's an there's a modular set or something about this? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna look at the ship command modular set. What on earth are you talking about? Where is that? Uh okay, so it comes in our Galaxy's Most Wanted box. It's like one of the first modular sets you're gonna get to use. Uh, it's an interesting set, as we'll see here. It has seven total cards and seven unique by title, so there are no repeats in this set. So permission to speak freely, Steve. Uh permission granted. Thank you. I didn't know I had so, to grant permission, but you I can't imagine you haven't been speaking freely. Oh no. <laughs> no, yeah, I've been really restrained for 73 wow. episodes. Um, so Steve, I I have a lot of issues with this particular campaign box, um, which I'm sure we'll get to at some point. But one thing I don't have is an issue with how the Milano, the ship command set is and how like all the interactions with it work. I love it. I just want to say that. Uh, front. Yeah, I agree. It's, yeah. Well, we'll get to but, it. It's pretty, fu- it's pretty fun. I really like how how it's used in this particular campaign. Yeah. Now, have you... I have taken this set and put it into other ones. Like, I put it in Rhino. I, with Goblin Gimmicks, I'm like, I want Rhino on a spaceship, on a Goblin Glider, you know, battling him in space. So, you know, it, it, That's awesome. it, it fits in any, any scenario, too. It doesn't just have to be a scenario where they've told you to put it in it 
It works mm -hmm. pretty well in other ones too. Oh, I like that a lot. Now they don't get a spaceship. So do you put like a permanent glider on him as the spaceship? No, I just you know he was throwing bombs in space and stuff. So yeah, bombs in space. He's breaking and taking in space, dude. He's like yeah. a ravager. <laughs> All right. Well, let me tell you about the Milano itself, if you don't mind. Go for oh, it. Oh no, no, no. The ship. ship. All oh, right. Yeah, the card. Specifically. The card. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. All right, well, the Milano is a uh, unique support aerial vehicle traded. Permanent setup keywords. The first player controls the Milano, and it has piloting. It's a resource action. Exhaust the Milano. Generate a wild resource for any player. Yep. That is, a, that is an action that is used exactly once per game. <laughs> um, you know, I... I feel like I've used it more than that in the the first scenario. Yeah, I'm going to say not yeah. entirely true, Mike, um, because if you take the set and you put it somewhere else, okay. yes, you're going to use, we're going to talk about some of these cards coming up and you're going to probably use them for that, but that's it. There's only a few cards that will interact with that outside of, um, say, the Badoon Drang set where, you know, on its main scheme, it has interactions for the Milano and stuff. Um, but otherwise, we'll see There's the cards in the set might not come up every turn, so you might get a chance to use it. So let me ask a question now so I don't forget, but I want to talk about it when we get through all the cards, and that is, um, do you feel like this set, if you put this modular set anywhere else, like like you did with Rhino, Steve, does it make it easier for the player, for the heroes? Yeah, a, a little bit, I think, because uh, right off the bat, you've got a automatic resource generator. So right. at least round one. You have like a free resource, and mm -hmm. if you don't get some of these cards, um, right, you can continue to use the Milano because it, you know, it it readies at the end of the player phase, and then yep. you and could use passes. it to counter yep. some of these cards if you want, and then if you don't use it to counter some of the upcoming cards, it's ready during the player phase, so it can mm -hmm. be used again, right? And the first player can share that resource with whoever. Yeah, that's want. my favorite part about it. Yeah, yeah, because you're all um, on the ship together. You're all on the ship together. That's what I love about it. Yep. Yeah. Thematically brilliant. So that's the Milano. It's a great card. Great card. Great cookie. Great celebrity. <laughs> all those things. There's, you know what? There's nothing bad that's called the Milano that I can think of. So, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. You, were, you were saying, Mike? <laughs> I was going to talk about the Rogue Vessel. Oh. The aerial vehicle environment with Surge on it. And forced interrupt. When the villain phase ends... Deal one damage to each player. First player action, exhaust the Milano and spend two resources of any type to discard this card. And it has two boost icons. Oof. Yeah, we're going to talk about other cards later, but when this one comes up last in multiplayer, you can get hosed pretty badly. Mm -hmm. like, oh, oh, I can't exhaust the Milano. And we're getting dealt damage right now. Oh, and we're playing Nebula. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely... Uh... One of the best cards here. It's, it's one of those, Daniel, you've always said it, like, bleeds you slowly. You might not think it's the worst thing, but that yep. one damage, one damage, one damage, yeah. It, it gets pretty poke, bad. Poke, 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 And you can't yep. hide from it. Alter ego, you're still getting hit. Right. Now, it doesn't say what kind of damage. I assume it's indirect. Uh, oh, wait. Each player, is that... Each player, that player. means that means you. You. Yeah, regardless of what yeah. form you're in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, love this. I love this, but this is also, you know, speaks to why Mike said earlier, you'll never use this 
Milano for its wild icon or its wild. I was just talking about the the scenario stuff, like Nebula, Roman, Collector. Sure, they're all using it for other things, but yeah, then there's this. This is definitely one of the ones you want (laughs) to. Oh, this comes out. I'm saving the Milano specifically for this and two other resources. Yeah, it's expensive, and only the first player can do it, right? Yeah, right. The first player action, yeah. Yeah, and the first player has the Milano, so that makes okay. sense. I do like that they spent that. So. Right, because a first player could like, oh, I'm not going to, I'm going to save it for myself or something like that. Yeah. So. Okay, let me tell you about Cannonade. It is the side scheme that comes in this modular set. It has Hinder 3 and first player action. First player, exhaust the Milano, remove 3 threat from the scheme. It has an amplify icon a base one threat, and two boost icons. Yeah, so this is interesting with the hinder and the using the Milano to exhaust threat. Is hinder new to this box? I can't remember. Yes. Well, I guess in a, in a solo game, you can't just get rid of it through exhausting the Milano, right? Correct. But... Right, you can't. Now, you could just thwart it away regularly, too, right? You don't have to use the Milano to thwart it. Correct, correct. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. And, and speaking say, of the icon, Steve, what does that even mean? Amplify. So every... Right. You add one boost icon to cards when they're revealed during a villain's activation. So, right. Yeah, so it uh, doesn't even do anything. Just leave it out, fellas. Yeah, just leave yeah. Back to the bleed of slowly. So that will add one even to, like, one of those uh, boost cards that just has a special boost, right? Right. Correct. It just throws a boost icon on it. Right. But not okay. to be confused, it does not add a boost to every card. Like, if you're using Scarlet Witch, it doesn't increase the number of boost icons when she uses her abilities on the card. Oh, interesting. Yeah, only when a villain is activating? That's correct. So not even when a minion with villainous activates? I don't oh. know. I don't know. But the the Scarlet Scarlet Witch cards that can affect boost icons from like a villain attack or any anything that could do that that will count, right? Uh, like oh, to increase or decrease the number of like what's that protection card like Counterpunch or whatever that or what is it that cancels cancels the boost icons and deals the damage back? Yeah, preemptive strike. Preemptive Correct. strike. Thank you. Right. It does work Wait. with Preemptive Strike because okay. the Amplify is adding to the boost card when it's being to revealed. To the boost card that the villain yeah. was given. Where this really hurts is where you get in those boost chains. You have one boost icon, reveal another card. Oh, reveal two other other boost cards. Oh, reveal you know another boost card. And then you're just adding an icon to every one of them. Yeah, and, and I did misspeak. It is when a boost card is turned face up during an enemy activation. Not just the villain, but any right. enemy. So, so a villainous well. minion that counts too. Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. Yeah, it's a vicious symbol. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Extra scheme, extra damage. <sighs> yeah. And I and I guess the theme here is the ship is firing on you, right? Making it all yeah. that all the worse. Yeah. But yeah. the sad thing the sad thing is is that the, the silhouette of the icon is the Milano. Is yeah. It? it looks close, yeah. It's got it that kind of wing. <laughs> it's, it's interesting how the symbol is like a plus with one of the boost icons. You think we'd ever yeah. see a plus with multiple boost icons? Oh my. Yes. Okay. Maybe, Why not? Maybe. 
yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, I'm looking at. Are there any um, schemes that have multiple icons on them? Yes, there are. Okay, like the uh, the Cree supremacy does. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right, Ronan. It right. has a hinder and a crisis, or it has a amplify and a. It has all of them and a hazard. <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah, of course. So, okay. Well, before we go down that rabbit hole of despair, let me tell you about Blindside. I love that quest. <laughs> Blindside is a film with um, Sandra Bullock. Mm-hmm. Was Alyssa Milano in that? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. No. Oh, I th- I'm sorry. I think I've gotten distracted. Blindside was a treachery. Is a treachery that uh, has peril. Ooh, peril is one of my favorites. I like that that's ported over to this game as well. Um, means while you're resolving this card, other players can't help you. And when revealed, you choose one. You exhaust the Milano. You spend two fist resources, or you stun the first player. Yep. Is there only one of these, Steve? There's one, right? There's only one. There's only one. Yep. There's one of every one in this thing, right? And if the first player is not stu- or sorry, is stunned, then you can't choose that. Right. Or if the Milano is exhausted because you used it in a multiplayer game against a different card. So then you're stuck spending the resources. Maybe you don't have two fists. Like, well, you, you can get in a situation where, I don't know. So one, one rules issue or one thing that could confuse someone at first is, um, let's say you're in a three-player game. The third player draws this. They can still exhaust the Milano, even though yes. it's not in front of them. I remember, you know, Becky and Andy and I had kind of asked ourselves that. Can I even choose that if I don't have the Milano? Um, yes, you can. So. so these are some of the first cards with Peril on them, too, correct? I, I don't remember Peril existing before this, did it? Right. It exists. It's interesting. It did exist in the rulebook, but we did not have it on a card. So they, like, gave it to us knowing it was coming, Brilliant. I think. And the the reminder text is not complete on the card. So... On blindside, it says peril while you're resolving this card. Other players cannot help you. But really, um, they can't help you, which means they can't play abilities. They can't uh, play cards, so they can't help you cancel it if they have a Black Widow, anything like that. But they also cannot you, – you cannot consult with them. Right. They can't even talk them. to you, right? You can't ask them, yeah. which one do you want to do? Which one should I nope. do? No, nope. you got you to gotta do it uh, all on your own. So that, that can lead to an interesting choice in a multiplayer game. And so here's what I hope becomes a um, critical encounters house rule. If the first player is Iron Man, stun him. Is that something we can we can suggest? Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. I was gonna say do all three. Always choose the always choose the worst <laughs> one if he's Iron Man. Yeah, you must always stun the first player if the first player is Iron Man. No, I do like your idea too, Mike. <laughs> oh, I like it. Oh. All right, Mike, what's the next one? The next one is Hall Breach. This is a treachery. It also has Peril. Oh. When revealed, choose one. Exhaust the Milano, spend two science resources, or deal three damage to the first player. And it has two boost icons. I'm seeing a pattern of sorts. I love this one. Yep. Oh, the first player is almost dead, and I don't have enough resources, and the rogue vessel is out. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these can get out of hand. Why do you think Hall Breach has two boost icons and Power Siphon and Blindside only have one? Weird, isn't it? Yeah, good question. Hmm. Well, I think... It's clearly worse to have a Hall Breach. Yeah, clearly. I was going to say, a Hall Breach is oh, worse. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. 
One's going to sink the ship. Um, yeah. let, let me read Power Siphon, and then let's talk about all three of them together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good idea. Okay, Power Siphon is a treachery. It's also periled, and it has, when revealed, choose one, exhaust the Milano, or spend two energy resources, or discard one card at random from the first player's hand, and has one boost icon. <laughs> you're not the first player <laughs> so I like to think if you're the second player or the next player you make the first player discard his hand or do the terrible thing to him because then when the phase ends the Milano comes to you readied and you get to use it because <laughs> you're now the first player <laughs> well if you're if you're one of those heroes that's kind of a team player Steve you can and you're be not like, on this look. podcast, so right. <laughs> you could you could be like, you know, I got. I'm going to discard one card at random from your hand, but then when the Milano comes to me, I will tap it to use it as a wild for you. Then you really use it for yourself. I see. Well, I mean, trick it's, them. It's what, yeah. yeah, just because you say you'll do it, right? Right. Doesn't right. mean. Yeah. Right. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Which one do you guys typically do? For this one, I always make the first player discard. Really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a horrid effect. More often, more often than not, because I can't do the other ones. Uh, hmm. okay. You know what I mean? Like that's the, that's the the best part of all of these cards. What you were hinting at, Mike, when you were talking about a uh, hull breach, you the Milano's probably already exhausted for something. You don't have who's got three sciences or two sciences or whatever. Like, and then yeah, I mean, it just sometimes you just got to do that third bullet. Yeah. Now, obviously, the first option, exhausting Milano, seems like the the best one. You're you're out a resource instead of having to spend two resources. Right. I think if you can do that, you always do that. Yeah. 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 Unless rogue vessels out and you're trying to use because you have to use a Milano to get rid of rogue vessels. So maybe if you're against Debula, that means the next player has to commit an extra resource next turn because you didn't get those evasion counters off her ship. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I think the set is way more fun multiplayer than in solo. Definitely, definitely. Totally, totally. This game is way more fun multiplayer than solo. So, yeah. So, Daniel, if I want to get some Milano cookies, how am I going to do it? You're going to get that via a special delivery, Steve. Uh... All right. Special delivery <laughs> is a treachery. Great art. I just love that the special delivery is like some missile head your way. When revealed, alter ego, you may exhaust the Milano. If you do not, the villain schemes with plus one scheme. Oof. When you're revealed as a he- when revealed when you're a hero, you may exhaust Milano. If you don't, the villain attacks you with plus one attack. Yeah. No boost. No boost. No boost. I don't think you ever exhaust Milano for either of these things, even if you can. What? <laughs> I think the, re- the reason you would exhaust Milano is if that is going to push you over the top. Sure. Uh, okay. Yeah. Obviously, but like. Or if it's the last card dealt and you haven't exhausted it yet, maybe. Right? right. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, Or if you're playing Ronin, then you always sure. do it. You always you, do it. Right. I like, guess. Well, but like, if you've got, you know, Miss Marvel Justice, you, that deck of yours, Mike, who cares? <laughs> and, we, and we still cancel this every time. <laughs> yeah. I've, I, in that uh, Rhino game I played with, he had a charge on him and something else. And it was like, Oh, and now he's going to attack me again. Like, forget it. I got to cancel that. So there are situations where you might cancel it or, you know, over somebody's with overkill and you've got a little ally. Um, I mean, all of these are just, they just interact so well with each other. The key to using the Milano is hoping you don't draw any of these cards and you draw the other cards 
That's where you get to use the Milano for its actual resource. Yeah. So what kind of grade do we give it, Daniel? I think this is really, really fun. I'm going to give it a B plus. <laughs> depends. It depends where you're playing it. If you're playing it in the Galaxy's Most Wanted campaign, it's an A plus. Because wow. it just works so well with the other encounter sets. Every time we pull this, it's a hard decision. And for that alone, I mean, okay. I guess it, it I would say there's lots of banter around the table, but there isn't because half of it's peril. True. But there there's enough deliberation and, and choice that uh yeah, there's no right answer. There's no right answer, and that's why I like this set. Yeah. And I and I guess my grade would also be different in solo versus multiplayer. Multiplayer, it's yeah. it's an A. Yeah. even with the peril, it's more interactive. Which is weird because you look across the table at the other guys and think, what can I do? What can they handle? What's the best choice? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like it. I like it a lot. Well, that is our first modular set into the uh, Galaxy's Most Wanted box. How many more are there, Steve? There's uh, one, two, three, four, five. There are six other modular sets, Daniel. Six? Okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's at least six more episodes that we know of. Sure, and we've got all the Guardians Nemesis, and we have the villain sets, and we have Campaign. Oh, this uh, show writes itself. There's actually <laughs> there's eight if you want to count the Campaign ones with the Campaign challenges and the Batoon oh, which we have to do. We got to do the, like we did last yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're not going to devote devote an entire episode just to the Power Stone, are we? Oh yes, yeah. we are. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Of course we are. Of course we are. <laughs> there's a lot of lore there. I mean, have you been watching Loki? Which Power Stone? I have not been watching Loki. Is it good? Yeah, it's it's very entertaining. Okay, okay. I haven't seen any of those shows yet, guys. Oh, yeah, me neither. Like WandaVision or Winter Soldier and Falcon. I haven't seen them. Yeah, if you have them, I, I if you have, I got, Plus, I got the Disney Plus. I got it. Yeah, go, go watch WandaVision. Watch a couple episodes. Um, you got that one. You got to watch a few, and then maybe like round three or four, and then you then you go, aha, I get it. So yeah, it's fun. It's not steeped in the lore of the movies and stuff. Any, you don't need like, to. That, right, that okay. one's just, yeah. I mean, it helps right. if you know who Wanda and Vision are, at least, you know. I do. I do know degree. those characters, yeah, yes. I hope so, yeah. All right, well, uh, Mike, I know you're in a super secret, double secret location, but what about the rest of us? How do our the, our listeners talk? get a hold of us? Well, I got a question for our listeners. What on earth is in your special delivery rocket that is letting you scheme for plus one? Because I don't get it. Email us at criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. We are Critical Encounters on Facebook. You can find our YouTube channel by searching for, guess what? Critical Encounters Podcast. And on Discord, we are Vardane, Big Foam Loaf, and Wandering Duke. If you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies. Milano, take us out. I'll give him some space. Right between his teeth.
I would understand The side scheme is called cannonade Players get a space aeroplane you You know it's not too strong It's the first one you fight A decent modular Blind to the welcome sight for astronomers And I know something's wrong Well, everyone I know has got a reason to say Put Ronin's cards away. Ba-ba-ba-da-da-da-da-da-da. ba 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 da 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 da